0: This episode of the We Are Birmingham podcast is sponsored by footygreets.com.
1: Hi, it's Paul Devlin
0: here. Hiya, Jeff Horsfield here.
1: This is Neil Danz,
0: Rowan Vine here. Birthday, wedding, anniversary or any occasion. Personalised video messages from your favourite footballers. footygreets.com
1: Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. I'm Matthew Elliot. You didn't do your. I am we, staying. Well, up to thing again. So, 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 I thought so, you might so have said it again. last. it
2: so, so last week, and uh, even more so, we're we're there, are there, 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 aren't we? It's. I mean, I think it still might take another point or two, but it lit, it's going to be. It's take a series of very unfortunate events, which In you that know film? we're back. We're, we're,
1: uh, Lem- uh, Lemony me Yes, up, it?
2: series of... It is, uh, correct, yes. Um, and, a TV se- and a TV series now. Hug. Is it? Because I mean, I'm on Netflix. But yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it is anyway. I might have just made that up, but I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think the results kind of... The other results were kind of a mishmash, weren't they, uh, over, over the weekend? But... The important thing is look after your own results, as we spoke about before. And yeah, I think I think we're pretty much there. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, how was your weekend?
1: I was just going to ask you any uh, <laughs> any petrol ones this weekend.
2: Very quiet this week, uh, apart from the uh, all the Rangers fans celebrating the uh, it, old firm game.
1: Pubs on. were open again. Everyone, or is, are you in different? You, yeah, we're, roles, our aren't you?
2: pubs aren't opening until the twenty fourth of April, I think.
1: Okay, uh, so it wasn't even the pubs that stopped people from going out, chucking pickles on. Uh, no, no, they don't need, they don't need that. <laughs> our pubs are open, and I finally got to, got to go and have a beer. So I was happy, and very hungover for the, for the game on Sunday. I. We mentioned a few weeks ago that I, uh, that it felt like the Blues were back and the passion was back for the Blues. And on Sunday, I was that hungover that I could barely even relax, uh, react to the goal when it went in. <laughs> right. I just, I felt like shit. And I'm not going to lie, it was, I mean, the game in the first half, at least, was about how I felt. It was just if I was out there playing, then that was probably the the sort of level of the game because it wasn't much to watch, was it? But
2: speaking of playing, you guys had another game this weekend, uh, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's typical, typical WAB performance where we should be 5 0 up by half time. And we went, I think we went in 1 1 at half time and ended up losing the game 4 2.
2: You said, yeah, the Burton Albion, your bogey team. No, if they, they, are, they are,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they are. Uh, to be fair, it was them last time, and we absolutely peppered them in the first half and lost. But let's let's not talk about that. Fifteen second opinions. Go ahead.
2: Fifteen second opinion. LB got them all jazzed again late winner from Harley fantastic result we are now up to 18th oh man I hope we go unbeaten it till the end of the year that'd be fantastic but a great result today fantastic it has to be the best start for a blues manager in years four wins and one draw and one loss fantastic result
1: anyway great 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 win today we keep going again all right keep right on guys get in there get in there
0: that's surely it now surely that's it 13 points from 6 games for Boya. has the manager of the season been done yet because surely he's up there absolutely
1: unreal surely we're safe didn't think we would be saying that two months ago unbelievable get in there Blues evening
2: gents watched the game on Sunday thought we were uh, we were alright
1: pretty solid didn't pull up any trees did what we needed to do Everage didn't really have a save to make I'm happy with that I uh, can't believe our, how much better we are
2: under Bowyer. Just waiting for our invite to the Super League now. Fantastic result. Credit to Boya for getting them at it. Got away with it at times today. I really, really worry about the quality in our squad, though. Apart from the three centre-backs today, that we really, really struggled with the ball. It's going to be a long, hard slog next season unless we
0: can get some better footballers in. Great win. Um just turned it around and that should seal survival. It wasn't the most entertaining game and it was a bit scrappy, but in the end, we got a win. It might have been an own goal at the end, but I'll take it three points on the table to secure uh, survival. Get in there, blue.
1: So, Super League invite first. Are we going in? Oh, we fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, mate? I've, I, I know that we said we might sort of touch on this and there's probably... No better time than having it just mentioned there. Yeah. Fuck them. I just think, fucking let them go. Fucking, you're not allowed to come back. The FA and UEFA and whoever else have said players can't play for international, uh, the international competitions, the World Cup and whatever else. So, yeah, good luck to you. See you later. So it's just such, such a
2: bizarre thing. It's just, it was sort of originally sort of pictured as like a breakaway league but actually you know it's a a midweek competition that will run alongside the rest of the, the
1: domestic leagues
2: well, we've already got that and the new, the and, new Champions yeah. League format
1: is pretty so, similar what they're trying to so. say is they want a Champions League for teams that aren't champions just the ones that have <laughs> most fans around the world well, it's that's a, and that's
2: a, that's just essential, isn't it? It's the global pool. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they know that they would, they use a central platform like you know, like the NFL does with the NFL Game Pass, or if they do it via like a an Amazon or a a a or something along those lines. You know, people will will end up paying for it, and most domestic fans will say they won't and they'll boycott it. But eventually, a lot of the most people. End up because you can't. It's very hard not. I A mean, lot of times I've said I'm not going to watch Blues play friendlies on Blues and then, TV and, and pay for it and then do it, it yeah. and then you know I mean. Like,
1: but just, if if they're being told that they can't compete in that and the Premier League, or they can't compete in that and other competitions, it's not going to happen. And I don't like, think. Will, I just, yeah,
2: there are too many hurdles for them to to challenge. If you you honestly think that people like Harry Kane doesn't wouldn't want to play for England. And you know, and he won't want to beat Alan Shearer's goal-scoring record in in the Premier League. Yeah, you, know, you know, I mean, it's it just it seems pretty ridiculous that these. It's all been thought up by you know just investment bankers, people like the the Glazers, and you know the, the uh, John Henry at, at Liverpool. It's all those people that don't really don't really understand. They're using a format with no relegation, very just, similar uh, to
1: like... Can, we, can, I, can I just... A little warning out here for the next word. Cunts, basically.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we don't want to spend too much time on it because it's not really worth the airtime. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think it'll happen. It's ridiculous. The The amount of just hysteria around it over the last 24 hours has been pretty insane really and right and rightly so to a point but you know it, it'll eventually get get shot down i think anyway on to on to the real f- football the real task
1: in hand and the, the, uh, the one of the real best teams in the world at the moment probably the greatest team on the planet at at present in, in our opinion yeah. definitely hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent <100%. laughs> um Right now, yes. Yeah, so right now, we are unbeatable. So some
2: fair comments on uh, on there today. Um Obviously, loved getting all getting them all jazzed up. Uh, could we go and beat it to the end of the year? I don't, that <laughs> uh, might uh, that, be a stretch. Yeah, yeah. End of the uh, season I, I potentially. I, 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 think season. I think yeah. yeah I, I, and I still think it's. Uh, I still think it's a very strong possibility. In fact, I would have said that maybe. I think we said it last week that the Rotherham game might have been our toughest game in theory. Um, I don't, I don't know yeah. now, you know,
1: I watched the Derby game the other night and at, towards the end of it they were, they were showing a bit of fight.
2: Well, apparently they played pretty well for about 60 minutes and then they made a few changes and they kind of went sort of, I think, did he take, did he either bring Kazim Richards on or take, I didn't watch the game, I just was reading stuff online. Kazin, so
1: uh, I think it was Kazim Richards had a chance towards the end. So, did he? We did he bring him on? on? I, think I think that's apparently be. that's when they I, went. I, I cut late the band in the but, second half of it. I get a, a chance. I think it was in had a chance. Um, but yeah, it's a, it, they look like they might be, maybe not such a walkover, but you never know. I mean, I, they're, not, they're, not, I mean, I'm not they, suggesting that Rotherham were a walkover, but maybe people were were thinking that Derby might be a, an easy game, and I'm not sure that's going to be
2: the case. Has you picked up what four points or some four or five points in the last eleven games or something like that is yeah
1: they have not I'm sure not, it's definitely
2: not. one win in, in eleven games but um yeah, most of the fair comments on there um don't really understand the concern around the the quality of the of the player's comment um, by one of the lists, by one of the uh, one of the comments it kind of confused me a little bit because we're kind of we know. We've spoken about it already. This is just a case of digging in and getting, doing what needs to be done for the next few games. And that's yeah. precisely why we're setting up the way we are at the moment. I, I don't believe for a minute that we're going to line up the same formation next season or as consistently next season as we're doing now. This is more about staying solid and playing to our strengths.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought when Boya came in that we were just... Every, everyone was... Not everyone, but a lot of people were saying we've got more quality in the squad than we're showing right now and for how we were doing it was it was right now I think we've got more quality in the squad than we're doing at the moment but like you said we're doing what needs to be done we're not we're keeping it tight we're not losing games we're being solid defensively and we're creating opportunities and I mean rather than we didn't have a a hat full of opportunities but you know, we we scored again. We got the goal. Well, we've won the game. I think like we talk we talk about the
2: quality of the players. Like, Sanchez came on in the second half. Jeremy Bella hasn't barely touched the pitch since the Reading game, where he set up the goal for goal for Duke or the first goal for Duke.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, you've you got,
1: you have to assume that that may be something either to to do with the way that we're setting up, or oh, the yeah, Bo, Bo or the Bo you've seen something in training that he's not overly keen on I think it's. Ta- I
2: think honestly, I think it's a tactical thing if that was the case I don't think Boyer would even have him on the bench
1: Yeah, I, I think I, it's I just think, a tactical thing I think there are maybe times where I would have bought Beller on seeing what he can do in games as you know when, when uh, Lico's been playing and you're just thinking go on just give him the bit of pace up front and t- take Lico off and put Beller on and that was maybe a move that I would have made at times but I wouldn't question anything that he's, he's done really.
2: No, I mean, well, you can't, can you? You could,
1: you could, but, I but don't he's want getting results. Because, yeah, mate, yeah.
2: He, he's getting results. We're set. It was, you know, it, let's, let's focus on, Saturday, on Sunday's game. It wasn't pretty. Oh, actually before I say it wasn't pretty, let's just talk about the, uh, the best move
1: of the game kickoff oh not lumping it forward
2: <laughs> well I mean yeah. that's the first time I've seen us do that since like since before Trevor Francis was manager like the I think it was uh McGree played it back to to Roberts who played it out to Colin it's back to McGree and then I think Colin's uh, Colin overlapped McGree and McGree threw it th- through for him to run onto it i just thought 20 seconds of just like that was great. That was a great, that was a great kickoff. We were, I want to see more of that. I just don't and, think Stoke, Bad uh, Stoke, Rotherham were expecting that yeah. at all. And but, actually, but forget, you probably could have done, maybe should have done better with that opportunity as well.
1: Yeah. It's it's not just the Blues thing. This is something that's been adopted. So
2: many, so many teams do do yeah. it, you're right. It, yeah, look, Stanley,
1: Man City do it. Man City, you, you think, oh, their quality and the football they play. And if they launch the ball forward from kickoff, then you've got to think, hmm. You know, these are some things I, th- I, I don't like it. I'd rather keep possession.
2: I, I think it was. I think it was planned as well, wasn't it? Because Duke didn't do his normal sort of run down the left wing as well. So yeah. I think they'd obviously looked at, maybe looked at that beforehand and thought they could maybe create an opportunity straight from kickoff. Which you know, in itself, is a it's pretty unique. I think I was I I I thought I was. That really got me going for that, those first 20 seconds. Yeah it, was, jazzed. yeah, it got me all jazzed up. And then it was, uh, yeah, not a lot of emotion until, <laughs> until, until the goal. It was, it was very scrappy. It wasn't very pretty. It was really well, flat
1: as well. I thought the, the, the whole game was just... I thought it, well, it, we, it sparked a little bit when Sanchez came on. There was, he sort of injected a little bit of energy into, into the performance but not an awful not an awful well, he's,
2: we said last week that we thought that Rotherham would probably so, so two things that Rotherham would probably win one of the two games they were going to play uh, in before they played us which which they did do and that they would probably come out pretty quickly against us for, the, for at least the first, the first half which you know they came out with quite a lot of intent. Thought Lewis Wing, who I really really like as a player anyway, looked really really good and caused us quite a few problems. Uh, a player I would like us to have a look at if Middlesbrough are willing to let him go in the summer. Um, actually, um, Ladapo causes us a few problems, I thought
1: as well. Police fans on was Twitter quite, like the uh, like the look of him as well.
2: Yeah, I mean he's, he's quite he's quite direct. He's got uh, he's uses his feet pretty well. Um, which is pretty good for football, footballer I suppose yeah. but um, he's yeah, I thought they, they looked pretty dangerous in spells and um, we were kind of reliant on looking for that out ball with Lico and just dropping it into those gaps down the channels and actually when you had someone, when Lico's run carried that ball towards the opposition, got us 10, 20 30 yards further at the pitch actually they looked pretty scared of, of him and he didn't have very many opportunities to actually play in that final ball. He got fouled an awful lot. I feel like he must have been fouled close to double figures on on Sunday.
1: But speaking of getting fouled as well, there was the Seddon one where it was very similar to the Leakey one the other week.
2: Absolutely, I so, said no. That was a, that was a nail. That penalty was nailed on. Uh, and on the flip side, I think when there was a, when there was that goal mouth scramble in the second half when we cleared. Off were pretty much effectively cleared off the line uh, from one of their set pieces, said and that was all over one of their players oh yeah which yeah. was absolutely yeah I think it. that was probably a that was probably a penalty as well so you know th- those things evened out. we'll say one thing, paul Warren at post match press conference very honest um I
1: haven't, sort of just, I' haven't seen it so if you're not no. so you
2: can't do you can't do your new thing, can you <laughs>
1: Well, when you say- <laughs> I, could, I could, but I've heard good things about him, and yeah, he, he, he was he very gen- He generally is quite a classy bloke. I think he's not. Yeah. He he doesn't talk shit. So no. he, he's not full of shit. He's uh he. He does seem to be very honest and very open. So, one, what did he say? I
2: mean, even he, I mean. He- I think he just said like you've got, you basically just got to take your chances. He didn't want to put his own players down because they do work extremely hard, but you know, you just, you just got to be more clinical in the, in the final third. And he also made a few nice comments about blue saying just that we're not a bottom five or six team. Then we should be further at the table. And they're now starting to feel that p- potential better later than ever, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a pretty game at all, but you know, it's not. Let's be honest; we've said it numerous times over the past few weeks. It's just about getting the points on on the board at the moment. Get the job done. Um, and once again, the uh, the uh, David Beckham of the of the team steps up with another a lovely, lovely uh, cross into the box, which is flicked on by Pedersen, and then Dean. Whose header I think was probably heading for the corner flag before it hit. Uh, before it sort so he, he, came off, He of was actually year.
1: appealing for. He was appealing for a corner before it had gone yes, into the net, yeah. wasn't he? I, think I wasn't
2: sure if it was a, if a corner or a handball. Oh, I couldn't I really thought, work, work it out. Was just, first,
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought at first that he was appealing for handball and he was appealing for a penalty, but it was like. If you're looking for that, you're never gonna get that because it was wasn't humble.
2: <laughs> it's great. It was great watching it in slow motion as well because like you just saw the emotion on his face. It's like it's a oh, corner and then it's gone in and he's just he's just fucking torn it off. And yeah. like watch his, oh, it's brilliant. Um, fair play to him again as well. He, him, Roberts, Pedersen, all very good on. It's uh, quite funny to Sunday.
1: see those three. That are defending so well at the moment as a three, actually doing the business at the other end between the three of them. They're the ones that score the goal that uh, between the three of them that that, that wins the game. <laughs> it's like they've done the job both ends of the pitch, haven't they?
2: Uh, I, was, I think it's time to start putting uh, Mark Roberts on corners. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, can he can, can, can he can he get on the end of his own? Can he get on the end of his own corners? He's quite. good. Oh, he can't do else, it on so. Oh, but he should. Try, he should at least try. <laughs> Come on. He's, he's, he's supposed to be pretty quick. He, yeah. might, he might be able to. he can loop it far enough. Yeah. Fair play. because see, I thought Mark Roberts was brilliant. Apart from one really loose ball in, this, in the second half, which put us in to a little bit of trouble, um, he was really, really good. Probably would have edged man of the match for me. I think him. Uh, but the back three brilliant. Um, there wasn't really. There wasn't really a. Uh, a poor performance. It was just gritty, wasn't it? It was like all six out of ten sort of stuff. It was just very apart from the back, the back, the back three. It was all.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. I thought um, Sonnych looked had had sparks of the Sonic pre-lockdown as well. He there looked. A, I told, one few, thing. I, there was a few sp- passes going forward that looked the shades of the player that we'd seen before.
2: I was—I went. I was gonna message on Sunday. Actually, when we were watching, this was, so his, he was using the ball a little bit better, which you know, ironically the rest of the team probably won. not yeah. So yeah, so all of those days when like you need to just gel those two things together. But yeah, he wasn't as um, in. I wouldn't say not not industrious, but he wasn't as reckless maybe as I've seen him look you know he's he can be a bit of a walking yellow card sometimes, can't he? That's seen there seems to be less of that about him. he seemed to be a little bit more cool cooler and calmer um uh, Gardner was everywhere again, but then Gardner's use of the ball was probably a you know. Not quite as good as it has been for for, for the past few weeks, but you,
1: roll, roll reversal you know, in the middle, yeah,
2: definitely. You know, you, you just got to try and get those, try and get those things to sort of level out. Um, but you know, and I will say again, I said this against Swansea, is it Swansea, yeah, where I'd kind of sailed for the point. I was quite happy with the point. We just we carried on pushing. We had that chance that just before we scored. Duke had that headed identity from across that uh, their keeper. So you can't remember, can you? The keeper's pushed out, pushed I out for might a corner. Have
1: been dozing a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah. like>
2: that. <laughs> That's why you were unmoved when we scored, wasn't it? Because you're just nodding off. Uh, I don't, I don't blame you. Um But yeah, to be fair, like yeah, Duke had that one really good, probably the best chance of, of the match, other than obviously the goal we scored, but. Um, we still kept pushing. I should really, I should, were, really, ro- I should really
1: rewatch highlights and stuff before we do, <laughs> especially yeah, when it, I'm it, pissed or hungover.
2: It would, pro- it would probably help. <laughs> but no, it, 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 it's it's nice to have like just the honesty on the podcast, isn't it? Let's, let's be honest with it. Yeah, yeah. So we're pretty much there now. Okay, I, I don't uh, think.
1: Y- yes and no.
2: Well, this is what well, That's where I'm going. Now. <laughs> I don't think Bowyer uh, will let up. I think it's we're probably going to see a very similar form, a, a very similar setup again for at least one more game. If we get points we need against Forest, is he going to start changing it and mixing it up a little bit? Is he going to look to? Because he keeps saying like he's got to just concentrate on the next game. Harley Dean said the same thing as well. Um. Are they going to start mix, mixing it up, looking at different formations, trying to blood some of the youngsters? He's already brought Miller in. Um, wouldn't be surprised if we saw some of the others come through. I mean, Ryan Burke seems to be—I think he scored three two, goals in the last couple of games yeah, as two well. Belters
1: in the uh, in in the one the other day as well.
2: They are all lovely goals, aren't they? Now Simmons' goal was looked yep. really good as well. Um, yeah, is he going to is he going to mix it up a little bit? Is he going to start Sam Cosgrove? Is he going to going to bring Simmons in? Is he going to is he going to start? Miller, is he going to give Jeremy Beller a start? Is he going to, is he going to let him play?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's, it's a tough one because whilst we look at it and we think you're probably safe, it's like you've still got the team, we've still got Derby to play. And that's a real, I mean, that, that's a, they call him a six-pointer, don't they? And
2: Well, I mean, it won't be a six-pointer for us by that point. I, I don't think
1: cuz but they they if, it's close down down there still it's still
2: but if I mean if we get anything against Forest it's it's probably not going to be it's probably not going to be a six pointer against Derby it no. also depends what no. Derby do as well yeah, so yeah. um yeah so le- I mean looking beyond the Forest game we'll, we'll talk about the Forest game in a bit no doubt but I think We've got surely we've got to be, but we've we've got to see some some changes. Bowie's going to want to see some of the other players, probably blood some of the youngsters. He's, he's been got a senior he wants
1: to get rid of for next year as well. Uh, he's, he's got well, to we, have that in mind. Who you want to hold on to and who not? We've got
2: to. to we're going to help him decide that probably in, uh, over the next few weeks with a little uh, a new little addition to the uh, the podcast, which should be a little bit of fun, hopefully. When um, when we save. When, when we're safe, yeah, When we're course. safe enough. When we're safe.
1: If you enjoy our podcasts, please don't forget to share it on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let people know that you're enjoying it.
2: And also don't forget to rate and review us on all podcast platforms. If they allow it. If they
1: allow it. Cheers, guys. Now, pleased to say that we're joined with special guest... Ben from Blues Breakdown, welcome back onto the pod, Ben.
0: Thank you very much, Gents. Yeah, good evening. It's uh, lovely to be uh, to be welcome back on again.
2: As a as as a special guest, special as a guest. special guest,
1: yeah, yeah. Because and it's really hard to to hold you down for some time now as well. It's really hard to yeah, get. Yeah,
2: as you're off with the Forest Podcast when mm-hmm. you know and yeah, whatnot. Well, you know,
0: so. got to go for my agent now to get the
1: bookings in. <laughs> it's analytical royalty. Is analytical, isn't
0: it? Yeah. yeah, correct.
1: Yes, analyst. Yeah, so wanted to get you on basically to just have a little look and uh, comparison of blues now under Boya as uh, versus blues under the what did you call them, Jue? The previous regime, previous regime. <laughs> previous regime. Yeah. Um.
0: The not-so-special one. Yeah, that's the one.
1: Um, that said, the special one has gone today as well. So they're both, well, they both. can they can go and uh, have some tapas and ham and stuff together, can't they? Because they're good mates. Um, so, yeah, what's the biggest change that you've noticed statistically?
0: We'll start with probably what Boja is most interested in, points, um, and more specifically, points per game. Because... Um, at the end of the day, football's a results business and what Bowie has done in his six games so far has been fantastic, really. You know, steering us right in the right direction. So, um, Cranker in his 36 games, um, managed just less than a point per game, 0.7, uh, 0.97, sorry. Um, Boja in his six games, uh, 13 points already, uh, 2.17 points per game. Um, so, more, more than double um, short sample size small sample size obviously but um, hopefully we see that going in that carrying on in that that direction and into next season and as you say ultimately that's all that matters at the end of the day Um, if you look at Sunday's game against Rotherham it was not pretty certainly not a spectacle by any means but it's three more points for us So
2: promotion form that isn't it 13 13 points in six games
0: Uh, second (laughs) best form in the league over the last six games I think
2: yeah, behind but Bournemouth, is it? Norwich. So Bournemouth and Norwich, is it? They both picked up how many points? Sixteen or eighteen points, or something? Is it potentially? I think Those so,
1: yeah. two. So promotion form in an average season, but they them two are just good squads, haven't they? So, yeah. <laughs> where's the where's the biggest change? I mean, for me, the last sort of the last few games, the fact that we've kept four clean sheets in a row says that we're just not conceding as many goals.
2: First time in 10 years that as well, isn't it? Pretty much. Oh. Uh, nine, n- nine years, I think, nine of the years, but it's insane. It does feel like it as well. <laughs> it really <laughs> does feel like it as well.
0: Um, yeah, so big difference there again. Um, you look at the the goals conceded um, per game under Karanka. We were at 1.28. Um, Boja's got that down just around sort of half, just over half of that 0.67 um, goals conceded per game. Um, and actually, when you look a little bit deeper as well and look at how many shots that we're conceding each game, um, relatively similar. Um, under Bojo, it's 10 shots a game. Under Karanka, it was um, 10.2. So we're conceding a similar number of, of shots. Um, what is managing to do at the moment is ensure that we're conceding um, shots of lower quality. Um,
1: Does that mean in, in certain areas, or restricting them? Yes, yeah, I guess further further
2: out and more difficult angles and whatnot. I would imagine.
0: Yeah, and it's. Um, I think he I think Boya made this point actually, or maybe it was Harley Dean in, in an interview after Sunday's game, and said, "You know what's what's the kind of tactical switch been and He kind of alluded to the fact that we're now um, man-marking from set-piece situations, from balls into the area, whereas he kind of inferred that we were going with a more zonal approach and we were probably giving them a bit more space in the area and, and probably offering up better quality chances there. Um, i
1: think i'm I mentioned earlier in the season on the podcast that we were doing a hybrid of sort of zone and man marking where we were having three or four players in zone or and then three or four actually picking up a man and that seemed to cause confusion whereas if if we're going just man now people know who they who they've got to be marking and exactly
0: yeah no and it's it certainly sounds like uh Bo's done that and uh, you know a uh, lot Quite often when a new manager comes in and you hear sort of um, pundits in the media and players and people talk about it and going back to basics, but it, it, it does seem very much that way that he's kind of looked at it and gone, no, no we'll, we'll just simplify this, get tight to your man, don't give them anything um, and try and, re- try and reduce the quality of the, the shots that we're conceding. Um, we can see that in the everyone's favorite me- metric, which is expected goals, um, but we'll look at expected goals per shot. Um, which is probably a slightly better way of, of measuring it. And I don't like the, the term expected goals. Uh, chance quality is probably a better one. Um, so under Karanka, the uh, expected goals per shot was um, 0.139. Um, under Boer, it's 0.123. So we're we're moving in the right direction, essentially just making sure that we're conceding less high-quality chances to the opposition.
1: But- that's at the the one end of the pitch. What about up the up the right end of the pitch? Should we say? I mean, we we mentioned that earlier in the the podcast that on Saturday it was oh, so, sorry Sunday it was three centre backs that were involved. But in terms of, I mean that that was a maybe call it a one off. I don't. Roberts has been involved quite heavily <laughs> recently <laughs> in providing the crosses. He's put one in for Duke. But how how do the stats rack up? in terms of creating opportunities for us?
0: Uh, really good again, actually. Um, so we're creating uh, more shooting opportunities under Bowyer now, um, just short of 11 shots per game and is, is six so far. And um, against Karanka we were um, shooting on average about nine times a game. Uh, so we're, we're getting a, another two shots off on average each game. And kind of the, the inverse of what we saw um, at the other end of the pitch in terms of expected goals. So we're um, creating higher quality um, shots. So under Cranker we were bottom of the um, expected goals per shot table in the championship um, with 0.105. Compared to now under Boya, we're at point one one three, which kind of puts us lower mid-table. Um, and for those that, uh, that saw the video that I put out when... Um, it was announced that Lee Bowyer was was taking over. One of the things I looked at then was expected goals per shot and expected goals against per shot. And um, Bowyer in his three seasons as manager was top three in all of the leagues um, for expected goals per shot. So he essentially gets his sides um, drilled into taking and creating chances from from high quality areas and, and high quality positions. And it's certainly going that way again, um, or it's certainly going in the right direction under him at the Blues at the moment.
1: So what what you're saying there, Ben, is I told you so.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's six games in, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's probably the only thing I've got right so far. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one.
2: To, to link into that, I, I, we've spoken about it before on the, on the podcast a few times, but we've, Definitely seem to, even though we might only be creating half chances sometimes, the fact that we're getting the ball into the box a lot more at the moment, certainly from crosses from, I was going to say the, from the wing backs, but obviously we're seeing Mark Roberts put crosses in there now as well and the, uh, and the midfielders trying to push it up and getting crosses in. And I've seen a lot of just the ball being in, you know, at the right end of the pitch for us, for once, and getting into those those dangerous areas. I, I guess that is, is that is contributing to the xG and the quality of chances that that, that we're making. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that, that makes total sense, mate. Um, if you look at the um, penalty area entries that we're having, particularly from crosses, um, it's increased under uh, under Bowie, and it's probably no surprise really with with playing Juki up top that we we're, we're looking to get the ball into him. More often, um, and and utilise his strengths, which you know it's been well documented and well discussed that we just didn't do um, under the previous regime. So, yeah, nice to nice to see that what the data suggesting is is passing the eye test as well, and that's what we're seeing. The funny
2: funny thing about Duke, the Duke situation, is that we we all we all talk about playing to his strengths and just sticking it on his. On his on his forehead, the most electrifying sports head, uh, the most electrifying <laughs> forehead, in sport, head, <laughs> forehead in sports, forehead sports entertainment. Um, but actually, he's just. I think that there's there's a, there's a life of life within now as well, and he just he's looking better all over the pitch. And so it's like better with his feet. His link up play is much better. His hold up play seems to have come back as well. And I never really had Juke down as like a that much of a confidence player. I know this isn't a statistical thing, but uh, it, he just—he looks a completely different player now. Even with the ball on the deck,
1: he's—he's he's certainly got a bit more of his old self back. I think
2: he just putting put himself about and he's laying the ball off quite nicely. And it's just the link-up play—it there, it was there now, and it, hadn't, it wasn't there when he was playing under under Karanka. So maybe it maybe it is a confidence thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it probably comes down to a little bit as well that he knows under the, under the current system that he's going to get some opportunities. So he's probably prepared to, you know, I'm not saying that he wouldn't before. But, you know, if you know you're going to get two or three opportunities a game, or even more probably, um, you know, you, you do probably put yourself about a little bit more. And and knowing that that's coming, you know, under cranker he was you know, no one ever really questioned his, his work rate particularly. But he probably thought, you know, he maybe had one opportunity a game and that was it.
1: Yeah, If, if that half the time.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it was a, a half chance at best, wasn't it? So, yeah, there's probably a, a little bit of that to do with it as well, to be honest. Um, just knowing that he's going to be involved in the game and, and something's going to come his way at some point.
1: So looking at the, the stats that we've got so far, and I, I think probably the Watford one... <laughs> Probably sort of brings everything back a little bit as well. I think if you you take that one out of the equation, it's obviously going to look even better in terms of goals against shots against and whatever else, which I'm, I know that we've been we've been really good but and that was the sort of we weren't even we've said multiple times we weren't even bad in that game they were just no. they were good um, but are you confident are you more confident now looking forward to next season than maybe? You were midway through this season under Karanka. The stats and the, I don't even know what to call them. What do you call all the bits? The data.
0: Data, whatever. (laughs) Rubbish to most people, to
2: be fair. Is it sustainable?
0: Uh, Yeah, and I, I think it's difficult to know because obviously he's coming at a really difficult time where ultimately points are the, the be all and end all you know and i think he said that after the game on on sunday as well you know that actually it doesn't really matter about the performance it's all about the points on the board and it'll be interesting to see how he kind of evolves and what this what the team starts to look like going into next season because, you know, I said before, we've gone back to basics and it's, you know, it is very much long ball. You know, our average possession has, has dropped right down from what it was before. We're playing more long passes each game. We're doing what's needed to get the points at the moment. So, yeah, everything there's kind of, you know, there's, we're not, you know, we're not going on some ridiculous streak here that, you know, isn't particularly sustainable. There's nothing really that stands out that you go, Qua, we won't be able to do that again next season. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's looking positive. And, and actually, like I said, when I did the video on, on Bo before and looked at the numbers from his time at Charlton, they were, by and large, they were really good. Um, you know, probably a lot more positive than, than what we'd seen seen under under Karanka, to be honest, um, and what he put up at, at Forest.
1: Well, you've just said something there then. We we had someone in the 15 second opinions who said, and, and we think that it was a slip up and that they meant unbeaten to the end of the season, but they actually said <laughs> unbeaten to the end of the year. Now you've said that this is, we said, is this sustainable? And you said, yes. So are you saying end of the year?
0: <laughs> oh, I'll hang my hat on end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not go as far as, uh, as end of the year um, let's see what the summer brings first <laughs> yeah it
1: was, it was the the positivity There, you've got to you've, you've got to at the moment I mean you've got to get on board we're, I think
2: we're definitely going to the end of the season unbeaten I'm, I'm telling you I'm, I'm telling you it's it's defi- definitely definitely happening
1: are, are you ben, are you are you on board with that Ben?
0: on board with unbeaten until the end of the season? yeah yeah 100% 100%. I love this.
1: hundred percent.
0: It
2: feels so weird to be positive. It's good if, The thing is, that if we finish on a high, you can you can still carry that momentum into, into next season as well. I think it's not completely. Um, it's not inconceivable that they, that momentum will carry on. And what's your thoughts on this? Um, so at the moment, it's kind of a needs must sort of situation. I think for Blues to get. To get points, um, to make to ensure safety. So, at the moment, it looks like the favoured formation is obviously this sort of three-four-one-two or three-five-two, depending on on who we're playing. We've seen, and again, that same video um, that you put out when when Boyer joined, and we mentioned on the podcast as well that Boyer. Isn't particularly married to one particular formation. He's he's utilises maybe five, six, seven different formations throughout throughout a season. Do you obviously it's it's a lot of it's down to personnel as well. But do you foresee him moving away from this formation and to something maybe like a four at the back and maybe like a four three three or he does like to play two. But do, do you do you? can you see him switching it next season once, you know, safety's is ensuring and et cetera?
0: Um, yes, because as you say, I don't think he's particularly married to, to, to one thing in particular. And I think he is somebody that will, as you say, look at what's available to him and, and make the best out of it. Um, I actually think that the, the three, five, two, or has been, you know, has been effective. Um, I think we could do with possibly adding a little bit more quality, particularly in the middle of the park, and that may be why he's looking at at this formation at the moment and is the one that it's favoured, because we probably don't have anyone really, well, maybe Harper that's particularly technically proficient in the middle. Um, You know, the the guys that we've got in there at the moment are, um, you know, in in Sunich and Gardner are, are, are good at what they do. Um, in terms of getting the ball down, passing it about and moving us forward, that's probably not their forte. Um, Again, yeah, I think a lot of it will probably just come down to what we can do in the summer, what's available in terms of both personnel and and funds um, and can he he bring in the players that he he wants to 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 maybe make that diamond that he's probably best well, well, most well known for work next season. Um, What I don't think we'll see is him trying to shoehorn players into a position or a role that doesn't suit them. Um, I think if he doesn't get what he needs, then he'll he'll make the most of what he's got, um, which again is probably different to what he's <laughs> before at the start of this year.
1: Mm, it's a, a bit of a contrast, isn't it, to the previous uh, the the previous manager in the, the situation that he found himself in, and it was like, nope, you're going to play here you're going to do this role for me and try and it it was the square pegs in round holes thing. And, and this is my way, this is how it's going to work, which ultimately I think backfired.
0: And I think, I think whatever happens, the the recruitment during the summer this year has, has got to be better than it was last year. I mean, we brought in, I think it was 13 new faces. I did a little bit of math before coming on. Um that's what I do after dinner a bit of math. Um, um and only four of those players have played more than fifty percent of the available minutes this year yeah it is it's quite
2: uh it's quite insane actually when you look at the team at the moment you've really only got Etheridge and Lico who have made. Uh, who have come in over the summer and have played uh, the most under under Bowyer for the last sort of six six games. Probably probably Hogan
1: if the injuries weren't there, but then that was uh, the late one, wasn't it?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... (sighs) What you put out a thing, we, we, I think we had a discussion on Twitter a few months back and we were speaking around, um, certainly I jumped into conversation. We had a conversation around um, where most of Blue's goals have come from or who was involved or who was on the pitch. And it was very centered around what have we done without Sanchez and, and Bella? And I think it worked out as a very, very low percentage of any goals we'd scored. Uh, they were on the pitch at the time. They, they weren't on the pitch at the time. Now we're seeing them very rarely feature, and we're starting to score goals and, and win games. Do you have any thoughts on that? Because we've we've sort of touched on it earlier on. But I'd be uh, interested to see what your what your thoughts are, and where what that means for them going forward.
0: Um, I, I think it's probably a positive sign that in the the six games that Bowie's has had they've not really featured that much and yet we have still managed to create um you know half decent opportunities and we've obviously um managed to to win four games in that period and and score um six goals so i I think from that perspective it's really good i think it's nice in a sense that we've we're able to switch between you know formations quite fluidly sometimes within games as well just occasionally it might just need you know one personnel change to move from a five at the back or a three at the back to a, a four um and to change it up i think if we were if we were going to play a system where we're going to have wide players um more often than not you would probably want to recruit One or two in the summer I think mm-hmm. that was probably part of the problem That Karanka had in terms of You had Bella and you had um, And you had Sanchez You've got Liko that can play wide But probably wouldn't prefer to You've got Halilovic again But he's not a natural Winger per se So I think part of that you know, Kind of necessitated um, Karanka more often than not Where we saw that you know, switch from a, a, a four, two, three, one into a, a five and it, the old um, wingers off juki on, um, that, that seems <laughs> that more often than not. So um, obviously Sanchez has got the, the the added bonus that he can play in, in a more central role. Um, less convinced of him in a kind of a, a, a midfield role but more and you know in a number 10 role. Um, interesting to see what happens with Bella potentially um i would definitely um want to see him around again next next season because i think if we do play uh, a formation that that requires actual width um without the wing backs then you know there's he's shown exactly what he's capable of this season um and it's it's nice to have that option um but if we if, you know if he becomes wedded to this this wing back role then i think he could find opportunities limited
2: and you've touched on recruitment Already, um, we've got a handful of players that are going to be out of contract, and a handful of loan players that you know some aren't even getting on getting in on the bench at the moment. We'll talk about this in more depth after at the end of the season. But where would be the first three places you'd be looking to to recruit in terms of position wise for next season?
1: Uh, that's, that's the point. Have you done your chart yet with the players that are leaving? I haven't seen oh, it. If you have,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I've, I've already started to have a, a little bit of a think about this. Um, so it's not caught me completely cold. Um, three positions to recruit for the summer. I think we. I'm going to go for, for two in the same position. I think we probably want two central midfielders, um, one of them a more defensive minded or deeper line midfielder. So somebody that can can break up play, essentially a more mobile version of Mikel San, San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, knew, I knew what was coming there.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. Somebody that can sit deep, but he's mobile.
1: So, so he's
0: also got a decent passing range. A, um, a
1: San Jose or a Clayton from five years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, there is, there is somebody that I, uh, I've seen and I think he, um, I think he would probably fit the bill. Um, and he's played for Bowie before. Um, Sam Field at um, West Brom um, yeah. alone at PPR at the moment I think that would be a nice kind of addition um, I think then we probably want another central midfielder that's kind of maybe in the, the Riley McGree mold that's a bit more front foot um, and that can can move us forward and has got a little bit of something extra about them um, you know you've got the the grit and the fight with Sunich, um, you know the, the running and the energy of, of Gardner um, so yeah, somebody just with a, a little bit, a little bit extra there, um, and then potentially the third one might be slightly controversial. But I'd go um, right back, um, or somebody that can play in, in, in that right wing back role. And that's not to replace Maxine Collan. That's somebody that can, um, looking more towards the future. So, somebody that might be able to to fill in and and take Colin's role in sort of two years' time, maybe, and start challenging him properly. I don't think, um, with obviously, where's Harding going out in the summer? um, Josh Dacres Cogley's contract is up, I believe, at the end of the season as well. It leaves us really short on that right hand side. Um, So, yeah, somebody that could come in as as an adequate. Backup for now, but looking to be challenging for that spot in eighteen months, two years time. I've
2: actually heard there's a young French lad at Southampton who's supposed to be supposed to be quite good, <laughs> called Yan Valery. Oh,
1: <laughs> might be worth a loan.
2: God, definitely. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Miss it, missing in action. um Yeah, no, that's fair, fair comments. Where, where do you stand on you know? Left back, left left wing back.
1: Generally on the left hand side of the pitch. Because, um,
2: <laughs> cares Chris of all the jokes again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so S- Seddon, obviously out of contract, end of the season. Uh, we do have an option. I would hope that we do take it up. Um He's played. He's played all right. I think he lacks that little bit of pace that we that probably would do him a little bit. Will probably help us a lot more uh, down that left side. He's got a lot of energy, but he just lacks that just that extra extra yard to just get past the man and put in that put in that sort of cross. And I, I think we've seen that Pederson, obviously decent left back, but when going forward is not not really his forte. So where do you stand on a on another left back or, or a left wing back?
0: uh probably comes down to what Bo is what what formation Bo is gonna play predominantly next season. I think if we go four at the back and you have um you play with kind of a traditional left back we're, we're probably safe in numbers with that if yeah um, you know we, if we extend Seddon's contract, you've then got him, um Pedersen and George friend uh, if we go, if we continue with the, the wing back or as, or as an option, you know, playing with wing backs, it, it might be something that Bowie wants to look at. But um, as you say, we've got Seddon, you've got George Friend again that, that can play that role. I, I agree that um, all three of those probably have limitations to their game that mean that they probably wouldn't be You're not looking at the one of them and going, you know, he's the standout starter in that role um albeit said and is probably at the, the top of that pecking order at the moment so yeah that that side's a little bit more difficult because there's there's some depth there at the club already but pro- possibly not in the the exact role that we probably need if that makes sense
2: and final one we've had we've been linked to uh, Callum Lang in the past few days at Wigan Athletic tell me you've done some research on him <laughs>
0: <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i think um i had a discussion actually with with somebody the other day um when when this story broke and to be honest i haven't done i, I don't know a whole lot about him I, i'll admit that um for what i do know he he strikes me as a another jonathan leco in terms of he's not an out and out striker so he's not somebody that's going to play up top on his own he's could play off a wide position but again that wouldn't be totally natural to him he's probably in that that second striker mold that, that leco is um, do 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 we need another player like that that's you know that's, that's not the finished article that is still young and is still a bit raw I'm not entirely convinced we do. I think if anyone's going to get something out of Jonathan Lee, it's probably going to be Lee Bowyer. Yeah? Um, oh, definitely. yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not totally sold on that one. If I'm honest,
2: I think. I mean, I'd. I had a quick look at at him earlier, and there's. You're right. He's played in various different positions. Where wherever he's been, uh, Wigan, Old Oldham, uh, played up for, uh, Motherwell. Morecambe and he's he's. I think he's got a goal record of about one in three which isn't isn't particularly bad for what a 20 to 140 odd appearances and 40 40 odd goals uh, it's not is not bad so you would I know he's been playing at a lower level but he obviously has a a bit of a knack for for goal scoring so I can see where you're coming from with the uh, with a of comparison in terms of like he needs to find somewhere one position he's going to nail, nail down and stick to it. But yeah, he, he looks like he's been playing off the, the main striker at, at Wigan uh, for the few games that he's played this season. It'll be interesting to see how that develops because it's just, I think going down into League One and a lower league is probably going to be um, kind of our process for in the summer. We're obviously going to have a lot less money than... We've had this summer, given the certain circumstances and the fact there's no Jude money now. So it's going to be, I, well, we've said this before, it feels like it's going to be bargain basement time. We're going to be looking at you know, those those League One clubs that are desperate for a bit of money and, and a few free transfers.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think what fills me with a little bit more confidence is, is having Lee Bowyer in charge, that's obviously played or managed in, in League One for 2 out the last three seasons um, so he he will have a, a fairly good idea of, of the players that are down I mean we, we should do anyway really but um, he'll have seen firsthand. Um, you say we should um, do but we got rid of all our scars um, and whatever that's I I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and equally uh, I think you look back at Charlton's season in, in the championship um, last year and they, they utilised the loan market quite smartly as well um, something that again we've probably not really done um, to any great success uh, over the last couple of years. so yeah, I think that does look like the way forward. I think if we'd have still had Karanka at the helm it might have been looking like going mm, that doesn't fill me with much confidence with Boa. yeah, I think you know we, we could um, pick up some a couple of decent additions from from those lower leagues.
2: So we're gonna we're gonna outsource our recruitment to Boia and his staff. Then sounds like a great idea. <laughs> oh, I made mean, have
0: thought that you know
1: that's revolutionary. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd rather that than the uh, than the, the current what, outsourcing it to an agent or a couple of yeah. agents potentially, allegedly,
0: Spain, France, is <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Oh. <laughs> So, let's have a, a little pick of your brains here then for this week's opponents. Wednesday, not for Sheffield, Wednesday, no. when, Wednesday night, Nottingham Forest, or Nuts Forest as I like to call them to wind up the... Uh, oh, they don't hip. like that. No, no, that's why I do it. And if you look at anything that Wab put out, it's always Nuts Forest for exactly that reason. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go on. What are what we, we up against?
0: Um... Do you know what? Actually, despite the fact that I was on this Forest podcast, I didn't want to talk about <laughs> Forest Maybe just podcast. What we're looking at, they'll be um, under Chris you He's made them a, a fairly decent um, defensive side. Um, he's, he's built from the back and, and made sure that they're, they're more solid at the back than they were previously. Um, they've got a couple of decent um, centre backs in uh, McKenna and Joe Worrell. Um, Bryce Samba's a decent keeper for them as well. Um, Cyrus Christie on the, the right back um, loves to get the ball into the box. Um, Let's talk about the bro-
2: left back. Let's talk about the left back. Which one? Tyler Blackett, I think, was has been, oh. been playing left back for him, hasn't he?
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> the, the, the infamous. Is <laughs> yes. that was a... Tyler Black at the same season as Tom Thorpe? Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah. The, with, yeah. yeah, that was the the good old Lee Clark um, lone days. Yeah, so I was asked for a prediction. Um, I'm sure you'll ask one for, for me yep. for this game as well. Um, I'm going with a really solid nil-nil. <laughs>
1: we- uh, I mean, I take it. I, I, and going unbeaten to the end of the season, aren't we? So we can't lose. So, Chewy, what's yours?
2: Um, well, they play four-two-three-one pretty much, and that's kind of Hooton's H- 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 um preferred, preferred formation. Oh, well, they got beat last time out, didn't they? Against Huddersfield's two, was it two-nil? two nil? Two nil,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're there to be jumped as well. They
2: are, yeah. Um, can't see us getting beat. Uh, Famous last words. (laughs) No, I do. You know, I think there's a. I think there's. We spoke about this before. I think there's an element of them maybe just with that with the uh, draw against Bristol City and the defeat against Huddersfield that they've maybe taken their foot off the gas a little bit now. So I'm going to say Blues one nil. And I think. Will, will we keep the same formation or will we change it? Do you think it's just it's three at the back for one more game at the at least? Anybody want to comment on that? <laughs> I, like that.
0: I, I I think we'll I think we'll line up yeah three at the back again. I would I'd quite like I, I think if we win you know and with what with them three games to go and almost pretty much mathematically safe by that point i wouldn't wouldn't be against bowie having a little look at, at some other things at that point um yeah you know, i I'd, I'd be surprised if he changed it
1: I think that the, the the way that he's setting the team up at the moment as well is that we're always sort of one change away from being able to completely change the formation. The players that he's putting in there, it's like if Riley McGree plays as a number, or sort of in behind the forwards but ahead of the midfield, so not quite as a number 10 but in that, that sort of position on the field. He can then go to left midfield if we if he wanted to change it to 4-4-2. It's one change. And it's
2: it's probably more likely to be go to the right because you'd have seden moving up to his left
1: it, unless it takes him off
2: he, he could do you could, you could make the change without making a change couldn't you, yeah, so, yeah, you?
1: no yeah you could but we we one we one change away at any point from sort of multiple systems and that's that's for me at the moment where you don't need flexibility to, yeah yeah it's very flexible um so you two have had your predictions you've gone a 0 nil, nil and a one nil and I guess that just leaves me for the old 3-0 three, 3 nil blues yeah <laughs> Ben's put his hands up and, and, <laughs> predi- and called it predicted what I was going to predict I,
0: I will say I think it will happen before the end of the season do you yeah
1: I oh, might have to start putting some money on it as well then
2: so, yeah. go on then so who's who's, who's it going to be against them who's <sighs> it going
1: to be yeah, because you've ruled Darwin. out Forest, Derby. Ooh,
2: that'd be good, wouldn't it? We kind of owe them one for that. No, f- you would do four nil dry humping. I mean, we owe them
1: more, don't we? Realistically, we're four, so <laughs> we're more yeah. than the three. Um, eventually, we are going to spank someone. I think it has got to happen. It's been how, how long? Know- how long has the three nil been now, Ben? Have you still got?
0: Oh, I, I reckon we've got to be approaching... Eight, eight, eight,
1: <laughs> are, we, are we over 800? We've got to be
0: over 800, can we? I don't know. I, I thought it was know. like
1: 700 and something. I
0: thought it was more than that. Uh, maybe it is,
1: maybe. Long time. Anyway, all positivity here. Ben, thanks so much for joining us and thanks for your insight. Yeah, thanks very much, Ben.
0: No, thank you very much. Lovely to be on again.
1: You're welcome anytime, anytime, mate
0: make sure
1: you go for my agent <laughs> yeah sorry mate we'll put the booking in until next time thanks for listening and keep right on keep right on keep right on <laughs>